Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Oh, well, morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. God, man, it's almost the end of September, dude. It is this end of September. What? I mean, what is happening? After this weekend, September will be no more. I mean, really, that's insane. It's time to get your uh, ghoul on. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I was kind of thinking that while the wife was out of town, you would be, like, take the initiative and hang up some of the Halloween decorations that, uh, the house seems to enjoy so much, but that's also out of your purview, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't water the plants. What the hell? <laughs> I know, but sometimes, like, your, your M.O. has been... We already have all that stuff up. I told you that came up, like... Oh, I didn't know all of it was up. You said that just yeah. a couple of things. No, I, I didn't mean, know the whole Halloween brouhaha is already happening. We don't have a ton of brouhaha. It uh, seems to be developing now whenever they go shopping. Ah. Uh, it's like, oh, we went to Home Depot over the weekend to uh, grab some stuff for our inflatable hot tub. And, uh, you know, they have a ton of, like, outdoor sure. stuff. And, you know, the expensive stuff. The big... You know, the inflatables, yeah, and like that, and then and I was like, oh, "Keep walking, keep walking," because you know, for Christmas we we have all these Santa Clauses now, and I mean, we spent lots of money, and I'm like, "Listen, we're we're getting older here, and the kids are growing up. Well, when we should have done this years ago, now we're doing it now." But now the kids are into it, right? Yes. Well, yes. well, Mason in particular, she is. She loves Halloween, uh, loves scary movies, and so um, that. So yeah, that makes sense at this point. So, are a majority of your decorations internal for you or external for right the now? Neighborhood? They're mostly internal. Okay. We we need a little bit of more exterior. Like we almost bought some pumpkin stuff, and the wife watches TikToks, so she gets all these ideas. Soon you're gonna have a haunted house. You realize that, right? Yeah. Neighborhood kids are gonna be right? trouncing through your home on a regular basis. Well. Enjoy that. Just like we hope you enjoy the show today. Got a nerd alert on the agenda for you. We have a chance for you to win a couple of tickets to Candlebox and Glorious Sons and Aaron Jones. That show is coming up on Saturday, just a few days away at Expo Idaho. The grandstand there is where that show will be. It is a hell of a lineup, a hat to heels. And so we want to make sure you've got the hookup for that. On top of that, we also have a chance to talk about some really cool things that are happening in the world of We're Going to Hell that you're not going to want to miss. Some local things that you need to be aware of, especially if you are a hunter. We're going to get into that today. So, all sorts of knowledge and fun on the agenda. But first, we should play music on this show. That's how we kick things off here. We're going to play some Alice in Chains to start the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, there's lots of people in this state of Idaho that enjoy going out and doing some stuff in the outdoors and doing some hunting from time to time. You're familiar with it, right? Yeah, man. It's, uh, that's that season. 
Did you just look at your watch like you knew when hunting season was? Yeah. Or you have like a notification on your yes. watch that hunting season is here? Well, uh, the Idaho Fishing Game have stepped up and are asking for some help for hunters because for the first time in Idaho history, they had some bird flu, better known as avian influenza, if you will, show up in domestic birds here in the state of Idaho. Uh, we have had some issues with avian flu in the past, but this is the first time they've ever seen it spread to domestic birds. And so in order to combat that and make sure it's not you know, something that gets out of control because it's pretty contagious among the bird population. Idaho Fishing Game is asking for hunters to do their part. How can they do that? Well, uh, that's making sure that they don't, like, take home already dead or maybe what looks like sick birds from the wild. That will help slow contamination of the flu on your clothes, your equipment, and other ways that it can spread. Of course, uh, avian flu usually spread through bodily fluids, but incredibly contagious among fowl population, which means it couldn't, you know, hurt some chicken stock around the state of Idaho. And uh, they also recommend using uh, protective gloves and field dressing waterfowl in the field as a way to help prevent this. And if you have, you know, you're going out hunting this weekend with the buddies or you got some plans kind of figured out, they do recommend that you check out their website, Idaho Fishing Game, and make sure you kind of go over the stuff to make sure you are not adding to the problem or it goes, you know, into your whatever. If you've got a bird at home or something like that, next thing you know, your pet's heads are falling off like yeah. Dumb and Dumber. You know what's going on. So please make that happen and do your part to help take care of that because they've had, like I said, some outbreaks before here in the state, as a matter of fact, but it's never gotten to the point where it's hit some domestic birds, and now it is. So pay attention. Head in a swivel. Well, it happened, Big J. Aaron Judge hit home run number 61 last night. Took him about a week to make it happen, but he officially tied Roger Maris. There's some numerology involved in this, if you care. Of course, Roger Maris, the record for American League home runs in a season is 61. Roger Maris hit that record in 1961, and now we're 61 years later when Aaron Judge breaks the record or ties wow. the record. Do you care? No, but you do. You love that stuff. I I, I find it uh, interesting. I'm not super obsessed with it, but I do enjoy it. It makes it easy to remember. I'll tell you that. That always helps when you can you know, put some sort of cause and effect or at least connect some dots in your brain to remember what sometimes numbers and stats are. That helps me. So there being a lot of 61s in the conversation has made it easy. But that was nice. It happened in Toronto, of course. Aaron Judge uh, had been kind of dragging along the Maris family for a week as he tried to tie this record. And finally, it happened in Toronto. So now I guess we all are paying attention to look and see when and if he will break the record. I think he will as well, Big J. Do you? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of pressure, obviously. Sure. But uh, we'll see. Uh, it felt like the pressure kind of got to him, but also, he, you're right, he had been walking a lot. But he has about, what, four games left to yeah. try to go deep no, once. Nobody wants to give up that pitch. No, so. that's part of it. Yeah, nobody wants to be on the other end of history. You're absolutely right. Especially when they were playing the Red Sox. But that being said, I mean, do you remember the dude that gave up uh, Mark McGuire's home run that uh, that tied or broke the record? Yeah. Who? 
Yeah, Richard uh, Peasley. That's wrong. You couldn't. You probably couldn't name a baseball pitcher right now, if, if we're being perfectly honest. So I'm asking the wrong guy anyway. But, Brian Wilson. Uh, Suck it. No, I don't know who Ryan Wilson is. Brian Wilson. Uh, Brian Wilson hasn't played in the. <laughs> you say you didn't. You didn't specify. I meant somebody that's actually playing. Yeah, I'm sure you can name a pitcher that pitched in history. Name Justin Verlander. Uh, that's right. Suck it Good again. Job. Do you know what team he plays for? Uh, not anymore. I rest all over the place. The Dodgers? No, he hasn't been all over the place for years. He's played for the Astros for the last, like, three years. Big J, Coolio is dead. Long live Coolio. 59 years old, the hip-hop legend has passed away. He was uh, using the bathroom while visiting a friend and didn't come out for a while. They checked on him, found him lying on the floor. 911 was called. EMTs pronounced him dead at the scene. Uh, of course, he was born in Pennsylvania. He rose to fame in the 90s with a trio of albums, probably most famous for Gangsta's Paradise, but he had a couple other, uh, I guess, kind of minor hits. And then he rode the reality television uh, kind of wave for the last couple of years, popping up in Celebrity Big Brother, Ultimate Big Brother. He was on Wife Swap for a while. He showed up recently on the Food Network yeah. doing a couple of celebrity-themed kind of cooking shows. He was very serious about food, mayhaps too serious because he believed he suffered a heart attack. No foul play is suspected, but uh, that's never good, Big J, when you go to the bathroom and you don't come out Elvis-style. So rest in peace oh, to Coolio, man. man. Uh, I, uh, I I never had a chance to uh, to cross paths with uh, Sir Coolio. You? No, no, not at all. Uh, but I do know that uh, that of course the most famous story I know of Coolio outside of the Dangerous Minds movie soundtrack was, uh, you know, I'm a big Weird Al Yankovic fan, and for a long time he was like very very against Weird Al doing any kind of parody of Gangster's Paradise, and then. He finally heard Amish Paradise and laughed and was like, yeah, go do it. <laughs> and uh, it was a pretty big deal for Weird Al Yankovic. So rest in peace to Coolio, Big J. Uh, do you want to give a eulogy? Any final Coolio thoughts? It's one final fantastic voyage. Amen. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. <laughs> is disturbed that is hey you here on the morning after with nick and big j you ever read a story and it makes you realize how out of touch you are with some particular things yeah it doesn't even have to be a story it's just like a (laughs) list of like celebrity stuff that's going on i'm like i don't know who that is yeah uh, I had that moment with, and I, listen, I, I'm not like omnipresent, but I feel like part of it is my job description, but I feel like I'm pretty up on most things that's happening, whether or not I'm interested in it or follow up in it. I at least have some sort of semblance as to what's going on, but a story that hit over the last two year, two days, I, I looked at and I was like, I don't know what that means. And it has something to do with, have you seen the uh, the return of the adult Happy Meals or the invention of the adult Happy Meals at, at McDonald's? The wife mentioned it to me yesterday and she says she wants one. Okay, now why did she want one? I, that's a great question. I didn't follow up because and, I, and be like, why? <laughs> You just you just let it die. I'm like, okay, good luck, have fun. So I I, I saw that and I was like, hey, that's kind of a cool idea. And then I I read more about it and they are, it's called the cactus plant flea market box. Okay. And so I was like, well, all right, what the hell is Cactus Plant Flea Market and why are they attaching themselves to McDonald's? And this is the rabbit hole that I fell down yesterday that made me feel like I am so out of touch with anything currently happening in the world of popular culture. Have you any idea what Cactus Plant Flea Market is? 
God, no. Okay, yeah, me either. So I was like, well, they must be teaming. I, I was like, first of all, I, it must be called this for a reason. And it is. Uh, Cactus Plant Flea Market is a company. And I was like, okay, who are they? And why are they teaming up with McDonald's? So, because uh, uh, then I looked at these figurines. Have you looked at the toys that are in these Happy Meals? No. Okay, so you're complete, you've heard about this and then completely she, unplugged. She showed me something on her phone from far away. So, <laughs> And you pretended you were interested, clearly. I just said, okay, cool. I, I, but it didn't even feign interest. So I, what made me look this up is I saw the pictures of the figurines that come in, and they're like these really weird-looking versions of Grimace, Hamburglar, Birdie, yeah, and I see them now, right? And they each the have two eyes, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's flea market stuff, bro. Well, no, 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 it's. <laughs> That's not it at all. So, I'm so confused. I, exactly. So I was like, what the hell is Cactus Plant Flea Market? So it's a clothing brand, essentially, and uh, more along the lines of like a hip-hop clothing brand. Like they oh, sell yeah. really weird-looking sweatshirts and t-shirts and stuff that have interesting sayings on it, weird sayings on it, and uh, hip-hop artists like Kanye uh, and, uh, like, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people you've never heard of. It doesn't matter. I can rattle off a bunch of names. Have have their own, like, signature lines, and these things sell for, like, $1,000 a shirt. Like, I mean, yeah. it's bananas. Like, yeah, it's that's, high that's society hip-hop clothing level label that's been invented since 2015. They got those drops, Nick. Right. And now McDonald's has teamed up in the past with some hip-hop artists to create their own meals and stuff like that. Yeah, the you know, BTS exactly. guys from South Korea. Uh, and uh, I believe, you know, they had, uh, you know, some dude named Travis that had a meal there at some point, too. So they, they've done this before, and this is their new way of doing it. So they expect these figurines to be collector's items and to be very expensive expensive somehow in the future so again this was me diving down into a thing i just thought it was a cool idea but it turns out no this is probably going to be a fairly big deal and a collectibles item down the road so maybe your wife is very smart and you should get in Listen, on the cactus plant flea market my, boxes soon. my wife is smart but this is a coincidence she just thinks it's cool she doesn't know what cactus I, plant I, flea market no, is either i highly doubt it okay well, when you see the figurines and you go, why the hell do they look like that? Know it's part of the brand extension of Cactus Plant Flea Market. And know that you need about $900 if you want to buy an actual shirt made by Cactus Plant Flea Market as well. So this is high society stuff that's for the hip-hop collector in you, Big J. Uh, is there a hip-hop collector in you? No. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got a nerd alert coming your way. That's happening next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Best in tech and gaming, Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Abash G, mateys, close the gangplanks and don't set for sale. Because if you were looking forward to getting your pirate on with Ubisoft's Skull and Bones on November 8th, you can focus on something more first-person shootery like COD. Yep, once again, Skull and Bones has been delayed. This would be the fifth time the game has officially been delayed. In a press release uh, yesterday, Ubisoft uh, given a new release date of March 9th, 2023, allowing Skull and Bones to sneak in just ahead of the end of its financial year. The publisher explained in the release that while the game development is finished at this stage, the extra four months will be used to further polish and balance the experience following technical tests and insider program feedback from prior closed betas. Honestly though, after what we've seen with games like Cyberpunk 2077, as a gamer I would rather have that game ready to go when I spend that big money. It sounds like the people that played it have said it sucked. 
Uh, not necessarily sucked. I think that there are just some things they don't want to run into those. Like they put out this game that they've been working on forever, and then it's just a disaster. Listen, guys, if you're that hungry for this uh, Ubisoft pirate game, just go play Black Flag. It's a fantastic Assassin's Creed game, and you'll get all the pirate stuff you need. Uh, yeah, uh, this uh, will hold you over, I guess. And speaking of Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077 has hit a huge sales milestone. A CD project, re- re- uh, project revealed the game has surpassed 20 million copies sold. Now, the game originally launched in December of 2020, meaning it took under two years for the game to reach 20 million mark. Uh, this sales milestone is just the latest in a string of good news for Cyberpunk 2077, which is a refreshing change of pace after the game's disastrous launch just like this uh, this uh, statement by myself. CD Projekt Red uh, recently shared that over 1 million players jumped into Night City every day last week. Cyberpunk 2077 also hit its highest concurrent player count on Steam and over a year and a half earlier this month they just released a new DLC so it's been a big deal and it's running smoothly and people are really happy with it and it's what they should have gotten to begin with. How are you playing it? No, uh, it's not my deal I, though my uh, oldest uh, Maddie, she loves it, and she hasn't been playing it. So All right. people are into it. Razer, Qualcomm, and Verizon are working together on a 5G gaming handheld. The carrier teased the Razer Edge 5G at Mobile World Congress in Las Vegas. Details in the device are sparse, but what is known is that it will feature Qualcomm Snapdragon G3X Gen 1. According to Verizon, the Android handheld can play games locally in addition to streaming them from the cloud and consoles. That puts the Razer's Edge 5G in an interesting spot between Logitech's G Cloud Gaming handheld, which should be out sometime before the end of the year, and Valve's Steam Deck. Now, the former is a dedicated cloud gaming device and costs 350 bucks. It's a hefty price for its limited capabilities, but the Steam Deck is more expensive, but can run games like Elden Ring, Stray, Hades natively, and can do a whole bunch more. And if you already own those titles on Steam, you don't have to pay for them again. That's a big deal. Now, what the Steam Deck doesn't have is 5G connectivity, and that's something that could make the Razer's Edge an interesting option when it's released. Now, Razer, Qualcomm, and Verizon promise to share more information about their collaboration on October 15th at RazorCon, so that will be very, very cool. How big are the displays on these things? Um, you know, uh, that, that's an interesting question. The Steam Deck, I think, um, is... Uh, is it like Switch equivalent? Yes, and maybe a little bit bigger, uh, but uh, it's also, you know, the Steam the Steam Deck is really cool because it's pretty much a computer in your hands. Um, oh, I don't doubt the processing speed yeah. and how fast it is. I just, you know, m- my biggest thing is if I'm going to throw down all this money for stuff... I'm going to want to see it. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that this, th- this, these kind of products also aren't for 45-year-old gamers either. You know, I understand the market right. that they're going for for this stuff. But I, I just, you know, I guess that's why I'm a console guy. I just like the, the my video games and my big s- display. Yeah. The interesting thing here with these displays that they have, while they're smaller, the resolution is amazing on them. So um, you know, you trade that off for the uh, largeness, I guess. There's your nerd alert, courtesy of Radio's Big J. You know everything you need to know about gaming and fun. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Can I introduce you to Mr. Gut Health, Big J? Oh, yeah, please do. Hi, I'm Mr. Gut Health. Hi, nice to meet you. He apparently is a social media superstar, Big J. Lots of people follow him on all the mediums, but he's got a real following on TikTok because he's here to tell you the top four foods that you should avoid if you want to stay regular in your bathroom trips 
and you don't want to get yourself sick. Are you ready to check off the list of things that you should avoid? Sure, yeah. Number one thing on his list of things to avoid, according to Mr. Gut Health, oysters, Big J. Oh. Do not eat oysters, bro. They are apparently filter feeders, meaning they pick up everything in the water that they are in, and if they happen to be in bad water, then you are going to get sick. Period. Dot the end. He also says his number two thing to avoid, raw meat in any way, specifically raw beef burgers. Like, if you want to get a medium rare, that's cool. He's all right with that. But anybody that gets their beef raw, you're asking for some sort of foodborne illness, like he a, says. Like a tartar? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think he's, he's, it doesn't say anything about, like, high-quality steak. He's saying, in particular, like, beef burgers. So Who's that's, eating that raw? I don't know, but I imagine, well, I mean, I, I don't know if all of this stuff is, like, you know, things that you're requesting. But, like, let's say you're not that great at grilling, and you grill, and your burger's too raw. You're probably going to get sick. Get a thermometer, man. Medium rare is the way to go. Also, he said, uh, not a great idea to buy sushi that are on landlocked states. That would be like Idaho, Big J. He said that usually that stuff is shipped in and the odds of things going uh, south on you are much, much higher when you're not near some sort of body of water that you're going to get that sushi out of. He said, enter at your own risk. The final item has got the most people shocked. He said, never, ever buy a bag salad, Big J. Agree or disagree? I mean, it is a risky endeavor. The potential for cross-contamination in the moisture and bag itself is where the problems come in. And listen, every time we have some sort of weird breakout, it's always from pig salad. That is one of those things that you need to be aware of. Every time I grab one, I'm like, oh, the convenience. But I'm like, this could make me sick. I'm going to put this in my bag. I, I, I used to buy bag salads a lot. Now I don't anymore for that particular reason. And also because, like, anybody who's bought a bag salad can tell you, like, that stuff goes bad really quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. number one, like, you have to eat it all at one sitting because there's no such thing as leftover bag salad. It just goes sour on you almost immediately. So think about it, won't you? At least follow Mr. Gut Health's advice because if Mr. Gut Health is going to lie to you, then who can you trust? He's Mr. Gut Health, BJ. Yeah. God dang it. Mr. Gut Health. Two Los Angeles Chargers were put on injured reserve yesterday. Outside linebacker Joey Bosa suffered a groin tear in the first quarter of their loss to the Jaguars. It'll require surgery, but they hope he'll be back later in the season. And then Rashawn Slater, their offensive tackle, tore his bicep tendon during the same game. He's expected to need season-ending surgery, so that's it for him. We got a football game on the TV tonight, Big J. Who do you like? Who's playing? Dolphins Bengals. Uh, let's go Dolphins. They're on fire right now, man. All right. You think they're going to stay continued uh, to be undefeated? They got that momentum and belief that they can. But the Bengals have those sweet-ass uniforms they're breaking out tonight, too. Oh, yeah. They look pretty sharp, too. Uh, so maybe. White, right? Just, yeah, the white helmets and the white, yeah, the, the home whites. It's going to I look... like seeing the differentiations uh, in some of the different uniforms they pop out. I don't mind it. it. It does definitely depend on the history of the team and the team itself. I mean, I think in, in some, in my opinion... Uh, it's for some teams the colors and the scheme of which they are put together defines that team um like you know i like it because it's different but i mean if that were the everyday thing it'd be a little bit boring with black and white uniforms i would think but i do respect it and like the difference of it i can sometimes feel like it gets overblown and there's too many choices but i'm also more of a fan i feel like there's more fun in the throwback side of things yeah. than there is in the brand new like color rush uniforms kind of stuff 
not as much of a fan of those as I am with teams going back to old looks in their history. I enjoy those, with the exception of like uh, the Steelers uh, looks like they're in prison jerseys. Big J, were you too old for Barney the Dinosaur? Did that fall in your kind of like wheelhouse as you were growing up? Yeah, no, I was too old for that. Uh, They are making a docu-series about it on Peacock next month that talks about the rise and fall of Barney the Dinosaur. And uh, they really kind of get into, and this is interesting because I remember it was there. Do you remember how much hate Barney got? Like people legitimately hated the purple dinosaur and i'm not sure why i feel like it's because maybe for a while there barney was omnipresent like he was everywhere Mm -hmm. and i think there just happened to be burnout from that but it was crazy how many people hate it which is what the documentary is really going to investigate peacock is calling it i love you you hate me and the docu-series is going to begin streaming on October 12th, talking mostly about the rise of popularity of Barney and how the blowback happened and why it's one of the main reasons why Barney hasn't come back in any way, shape, or form. Because so many people had this vitriol towards this children's character that's really teaching your kids how to count and say the alphabet, and we hated it for some reason. I don't know why, but it was a thing. And now you can find out the story yourself on Peacock beginning October 12th. Oh, man, we're going to hell. What the hell? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Chico, California is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. And I want you to picture a weekend at Bernie's for me, all right? The movie? Okay. But now I want you to picture uh, how if what would happen if that movie went on for, oh, I don't know, four years. Uh, well, it would be really disgusting, and it would smell really bad. You got it, buddy. Welcome to today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, no. As a Northern California man now is facing a ridiculous amount of charges because he lived with the body of his dead roommate for four years and stole the deceased identity and his money for those four years, according to officials. The 57-year-old man from Chico appeared at the Superior Court yesterday afternoon and was charged with uh, multiple counts of forgery, uh, multiple counts of identity theft, and uh, abuse of a deceased body because uh, his 64-year-old roommate, Kevin Olson, apparently died about four years ago. Uh, and uh, he didn't do anything about it other than continued to have access to this gentleman's checking account and used his social security and retirement payments that were getting put in there via direct deposit to write himself checks and live in this dude's home basically free for the last four years. Yeah, the direct deposit fact on this social security stuff is, is making this more common. Is it common? Is that a good word? Not common necessarily, but it's it's certainly <laughs> making it more easy for people to take advantage of folks who are older. That makes sense. Uh, it, it's uh, I imagine it opens the door for scumbags. Yes, uh, because this can be a thing. Here's what Chico police think happened. Now, uh, Kevin Olson is the name of the gentleman that passed away. He apparently wasn't super close with his family, but still, family had been trying to get in touch with him the last several years. They didn't live in the same place as Kevin, but they you would talk to him from time to time. And every time they called the house, the roommate would answer and would have some sort of excuse why Kevin couldn't get to the phone. So finally, after like a real back and forth of the last month of not getting a hold of their uh, family member, they decided to have 
Chico police do a wellness check mm-hmm. on their uh, family member. And so the police showed up to the house and the gentleman that's in trouble for uh, for doing this, what he did, answered the door. And uh, the cops were like, hey, we're doing a wellness check on Kevin Olson. And the roommate was like, yeah, Kevin's not here. Uh, he hasn't been here for a while. I keep telling his family. I mean, he's, he works for business. And then the cops smelled the smell. And they're, yeah, like, they're like, oh, it smells like death right. in here. They're like, hey, that's a really distinct smell that you really kind of get used to in our line of work. Uh, that gives us probable cause to search the property. And sure enough, Big J, they went in there in his bedroom was a deceased body that basically had just been living there among a bunch of Glade air fresheners for four years, decomposing in his own bed. When the autopsy was done, they found out that the date of death was sometime in 2018. So it's been four years that this dude has been just rotting away in his room in Chico, California. And this guy's been paying the mortgage on time, paying all the bills. But he has written at least a check once a month to him via this guy's checking account. And they matched the signatures from 2017, and they weren't even close. So this guy basically was forging his checking account stuff over to him so that he could live as this guy and not make any and not have to worry about making any money because he was just stealing his so not cool he didn't do the full weekend at bernie stuff where he took him out in the town or anything like that but maybe some selfies it's i don't know but it's still pretty (laughs) gross and wrong either way yeah. And he still had to live with a dead body for four yeah, th- years. Yeah, this clearly is a mental health thing. Like, this guy's, uh, you know, got some, some something disconnected because if you're going to do this and, and you want to plot to be able to uh, defraud somebody after they passed away, you know, get rid of the body. <laughs> Don't keep it in your house. It'll smell it up. I mean, yeah, you're throwing a couple Glade fresheners every now and then. That's not going to cover it up, man. Keep listening to the morning after with Nick and Big J for more of Big J's yeah. body disposal tips. I've been listening to a lot of a lot of uh, true crime podcasts, so I can help you out. You know how to commit the perfect crime, is what you're no, telling me. No, no, no. But I do know some mistakes. You know, mistakes. you know how to get rid of a body, is what you're telling. Well, that's one of the keys. Let's not get into it now. Okay, Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. <laughs> That is Queens of the Stone Age. No one knows here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Probably shouldn't surprise you, Big J, but it turns out Americans are pretty much set in our routine. You understand? Yeah. And I imagine, you know, uh, you getting up when you get up and the job that we have that, that causes us to do things fairly early. You're a man of routine yourself, right? Too much so. Uh, how do you mean? I mean, I've, I've, I've given up fighting it. So, I mean, I, it's... it's I was explaining this to somebody. Uh, we're having a discussion about the possibility of doing something this weekend. And I'm like, listen, man, it's just so hard after 15 years of waking up so early. You know, <laughs> going to a concert and being out late is a struggle. Oh, I you're mean, talking about like the, the routine is you go yeah. to bed fairly early. Yeah. And, and getting up early. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult. It is difficult for me. And does it like affect things when you change your routine, uh, especially like for just a day? Dramatically. And not in a good way, I imagine. Yeah, no. So what what is the routine then? Give me give me a snapshot of Big J's average day. Uh, well, listen, I get up. Uh, well, let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and probably get up about three forty five in the morning, leaving the house at four a.m. Um, you know, I'm here and work till you know. 12 30 1 o'clock depending on what's going on uh you know maybe have some errands to run get home between you know 
one and three o'clock. And then, you know, I haven't been taking a nap lately, but I'll kind of mess around, maybe play some video games or do some more work at home. And then try to think about, yeah, what am I going to do for, for dinner, help out there? And then about six o'clock, I'm starting to wind down. Would you describe your routine as you're on autopilot? Like, Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. you are. Uh, is that a good thing? No, it's not a good thing. How do you shake yourself out of autopilot? I have no idea. <laughs> Dude. Where's the switch? Guess what? You are the average American. Congratulations. It I seems knew it. Everybody has this same particular issue. We go through the same motions every day. Uh, we ha- we uh, about eighty percent of us categorize our lives in quote autopilot mode. Sixty four percent of us say we don't want to be in autopilot mode, and then seventy five percent of that percentage say I don't know how to not get out of autopilot mode. Help! I'm stuck. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. Uh, and about eighty percent of us categorize ourselves in a rut as well. Would you say that, yeah. BJ? Are you in a rut? I feel like that sometimes here lately, yeah, especially. And I don't know if it has to do with the pandemic or what, but I feel like uh, it, uh, my my life has dramatically changed in some areas, and uh, I need to do more to get out of that rut. I just don't know how. Uh, what Help would me. you like? Help me, Daddy Nick. What would you like to do? I guess. What What are the life goals that you have in the So isolated, get out and do more, and those sort of things. But it's so difficult. Uh, well, I mean, maybe it's a matter of doing things that are out and about on your schedule. Yeah, it's a combination. You're right. It, but it is a combination of a lot of different things from mental health to being stuck in that rut to uh, my schedule and those sort of things. They're all playing against me and trying to rise out of that feels like a gargantuan task. And you you may be right. Maybe it is a difficult task for you to do. But here's the reality of the situation. Uh, only you can be the person that breaks you out of that particular cycle. And so that's something that at least maybe this survey will help you be a little bit more cognizant of the fact that, hey, things are pretty much on autopilot and I'm not happy with that and I need to break that particular system out. Now, uh, that goes without saying that it's easier said than done, but if you want to do something and you truly want to change up your schedule and work things around, this is a good start, a good first step, recognizing that there is an issue. And sometimes you just need the right questions asked for you to realize, oh my God, you're right, I'm going through the motions every day. I'm just kind of doing what I'm done because that's how I've done it. And I find myself unfulfilled at the end of the day. And so if that's you, you can realize that particular thing and help you get yourself out of the rut. Because I'm sure this isn't the first rut you've been in in your life, if you would consider it that. no, not at all. And you've been able to work and power your way through that. It's just a matter of figuring out how you can do that and adapting to it. Because everybody's situation changes and all the ruts are different, if you will. And you've got to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah, I'm in one of those deep mud ruts that you get stuck in and in the car you just you feel like oh i'm gonna abandon the car here we had a good run yeah it's like (laughs) all right time to head down to team mazda in the pre-owned superstore yeah it's nice knowing you but usually big j what happens when people abandon their vehicle when they're stuck is their body's found about 30 feet away so keep that in mind as well Uh, i'll make it 40 maybe sometimes you need a little bit of assistance to get you out of the jam that you're in and that's the other thing it's okay to realize that help is needed and trying to seek out uh somebody else that can help you in this particular area of expertise help you turn things around so know that you're not alone if you feel like you've been going through the motions know that most of us feel like we're in autopilot mode know that most of us feel like we're we're kind of going through the same stuff every day but a lot of us are procrastinating about changing things around when it comes to life because there is something 
Uh, it's called the comfortable rut for a reason. There is, uh, you know, some sort of comfort in knowing that, hey, it's 10 o'clock, I have to do this. Or by 6, I should have food in my belly and I should have my Xbox on. There's some comfort there, but that may not be the best thing for you and your happiness. That just may be you going through the motions and that's not good. And the only way to turn that around, Big J, is some self-accusation. Yeah. You yeah. understand? Help me, Tom Cruise! Enjoy, yeah. Help me! See if he'll, he'll do some stunts with you, buddy. Morning After with Nick and Big J. As long as it's earlier in the day. <laughs> well, we'll see. You'll be working on Tom time. I'll tell you that right now. Day. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Do you have a proverbial zoo at the Big J house? Do you yeah. notice that the, the animals come hearkening to you a la Snow White when you are feeling a little bit down in the dumps? Um... I don't know. I, I think that they. I think that they can def. The cats, anyways, can definitely tell. They give you a little bit extra love when yeah. you're feeling blue. Yeah. And that shouldn't surprise you because that's how both dogs and cats are wired, and it is officially true, according to a brand new study from the University of Belfast. They found out that dogs can end up sniffing stress and feeling relaxing vibes coming from people as well. And cats are pretty much the same way. They get an idea. They know when you're stressed out. You give off some sort of weird vibe that they know, hey, listen, things are rough. That's the reason why there can be actual honest-to-goodness service animals that help us out in those times of need if we need them. They actually do pick up on that stuff. I I know the term service animal has been turned into a joke because everybody's been abusing that particular term for a while, but there are some animals and even some unconventional animals that can help you out through really, really stressful times. And there are service dogs and service animals and therapy animals that can help you in this particular thing because they feel these kind of vibes that we're giving out. And it's nice. It's wonderful. Apparently, uh, there's a particular smell that our stress has coming out of our breath and sweat, which is what the animals pick up on. It's crazy. So you may think you (laughs) you have bad breath. You just said, may I'm having stress breath. And that's what your animal is picking up, or you have this particular odor that you expel once you're feeling stressed out. So, listen, give love to our animals. They love us unconditionally. We should return the favor. That's all I'm trying to say. Amen. Aaron Judge is a monster. He hit his 61st home run of the season finally last night. That puts him in a tie with Roger Maris for the Major League record set in 1961 excuse me the american league record not the major league record that was done by steroids but uh everybody was there to help him out and do a really good job and now we're looking for him to break the record he's got about four games left with the yankees in the regular season in order to do that are you going to be watching Major League Pickleball, Big J? Uh, no, but I mean, pickleball is raging right now. A group of raging. NBA stars have uh, formed the Major League Pickleball League yesterday. LeBron James is involved in it, Draymond Green, Kevin Love, just some of the early investors. And I don't know how, what that means about teams or if it's an individual sport like tennis is, but I'm guessing that pickleball is usually a doubles event, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, there's both. You can play singles and you can play doubles. So maybe it will be like, I don't know if there'll be teams or if it will be actually individuals competing, but it is one of America's fastest growing sports. They're getting in on the ground floor and we'll see if people give a rat's ass about pickleball coming up here soon. Or if it, you know, kind of falls into the line of like Major League Lacrosse where we all go, oh, that's a thing. No, pickleball is huge, dude. It is huge. I agree. It, well, it's it's a fun, active sport that a lot of people are playing. Whether or not that they they care enough to watch it on television in a major league 
world is another category altogether. Whether it draws eyeballs on TV sets and people want to see it in person, that's where we really need to see if it's an actual interesting thing. Because I agree, it's there's no doubt. You've heard of it, you know what's happening, but how this is going to start up will be an interesting thing altogether. Dolphins-Bengals tonight on Thursday Night Football and Amazon Prime. Zach Wilson is going to be back for the Jets this Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what Robert Sala announced yesterday. So he is back. Joe Flacco is on the bench. And... Corey Taylor from Slipknot is going to do his first ever UK solo band tour with a global live stream fundraiser, Big J. Wow. If you want to benefit the Taylor Foundation, which you may have heard us talk about, it helps uh, military veterans and emergency personnel in particular cities in which Corey Taylor happens to be. Uh, He is doing a special live stream to help out that foundation coming up on October 17th. It's called Half Sold Out Live at the Palladium. It's a Corey Taylor solo show. His wife's band, The Cherry bombs which will by the way be here on october 7th within this moment and nothing more at the rev center they're going to be part of this live stream as well you can grab your tickets for 15 dollars uh you can just go to dreamstage.live for tickets and again that's happening on october 17th all the benefits going towards the taylor foundation which helps military veterans emergency personnel and families deal with the events of post-traumatic stress disorder which he is very passionate about it's a good thing and it's going to be a good show Corey taylor doesn't put on a bad show you heard it here first damn right so check it out for yourself again the website is dreamstage.live on the morning after with nick and big j yeah big show next week uh friends uh coming into town is in this moment along with nothing more the cherry bombs so it is going to be awesome night at the rev center uh the actual date there is on the October 7th. 7th. The 7th. So it's we're going to. Friday. It's a Friday. Next Friday. Well, we'll get you set up with these tickets here. If you can beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown. 208 287 1003. Today is National Coffee Day, Big J. So we're going to start oh, out Pop Culture Smackdown all about the world of coffee. So those of you that throw down your $22 a day on coffee. No, that's <laughs> sugar. Uh, but still, uh, it does classify as coffee. Nobody says I need my cup of sugar in the morning. They should. But. I know what they mean. 208-287-1003 is our phone number. Big J is a coffee drinker, so you're going to have your work cut out for you today, yeah. pal. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning. Hi, who's this? April. April, you are up first with our coffee quiz for Pop Culture Smackdown. Coffee technically caught on in the United States of America as a breakfast beverage in the 1700s. But before that, everybody drank what with breakfast in America? Was it... Tomato juice, beer, or milk? What was the breakfast beverage of choice before coffee caught on in the 1700s? Tomato juice? Tomato juice. Good guess. Incorrect. No. We were far, far, far more messed up. That's close to a Bloody Mary. Hello, the X. Hey, man. Before coffee caught on in the USA in the 1700s, what was the breakfast beverage of choice for most Americans? Was it tomato juice, beer, or milk? Uh, tomato juice. Tomato juice. No, a victim of the delay. Hello, the X. Ouch. Hi. Hi. Uh, Before coffee caught on in the United States of America in the 1700s, what was the breakfast beverage of choice for Americans? Tomato juice, beer, or milk? Beer. Beer is correct. We would drink beer for breakfast every damn morning. That would be your style, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I, I can't do it before noon. I used to, not anymore. Uh, what's your name? 
Cassie. Cassie, you're taking on Big J. Big J, uh, there are exactly two United States that produce coffee. Hawaii is number one. What's the only other state that grows coffee in the United States? It's in the United States. That is correct. Yes. Is it a state? It is 100% a state. Okay. I promise you. Um. Oh boy, man. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Texas. Texas. No. Wrong. No. No. What did I say? If it was closer to Hawaii than that. Uh, California. California right. is the only other state of the union. Yes, I don't know that about coffee grows coffee outside of Hawaii. Now we still get most of our coffee from foreign entities, but. Those are the two states that grow it. That's all it takes, Cassie. Congratulations. I underestimated or overestimated Big J's coffee knowledge. Congratulations to you. Yeah, you did. You got yourself tickets to In This Moment and Nothing More in the Cherry Bombs coming up on the 7th of October at the Rev Center. Hold on tight. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We have got some headlines next on the X Rocks. It's like your daily update of really stupid stuff. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headline time. Uh, headline number one, pumpkin everything. Headline number two, somebody call Ozzy. And headline number three, up in the sky. Let's go with up in the sky. You remember Christopher Reeve as Superman, yes, Big J? Oh, of course, yeah. Well, one of his outfits that he wore on the original movie could fetch up to half a million dollars at an upcoming auction, making it the most expensive superhero costume in the history of superhero costumes. The outfit is one of the most anticipated items from a movie memorabilia sale put together by Prop Store, uh, along with Darth Vader's gloves from the original Star Wars, the Bible that was used as a rock rock pick storage device in the Shawshank Redemption, Santa's sleigh from Elf, and a gladiator chariot. Once tossed or given away at the end of filming, movie props have become huge business for collectors and museums. Of course, the most expensive piece of movie memorabilia ever sold, do you know what it is? We talked about it a couple times because it's changed hands a few times since the show started. No. It's Dorothy's Ruby Slippers from The Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's right. $2 million is the last time they were for sale at a 2012 auction. That's the highest anybody's ever paid for actual movie memorabilia. But there's money to be made if you get the right stuff. I, for a while, collect, like, I still have some memorabilia, but it's stuff, like, nobody cares about but me. Right. Like, I, I have Clearly. a I have a prop that was used in Mystery Science Theater 2000, the television show, that nobody cares about but me, but it's still cool that I have it, and I know where it is, and I enjoy that I have it, but if I were to put it up for auction, it probably wouldn't get me what I paid for it. But that's just the kind of person that I am. Yeah. I've never really bought anything super high society. You? Um, no, not really. I mean, I've got a great autographed poster from John Carpenter. No, you It's in my list. Of things that I love very But that's deep, not deeply. movie memorabilia. Though. Yes, it is. It's, it's not. I mean, it's Big a, Trouble in Little China it, poster. It's a movie souvenir. It was not used oh. in the movie, I guess. It's not a movie prop, I guess, is my point. I don't think I have any actual props. Yeah. Uh, tough to get. You have any things like stage used from like rock shows? That's much more likely for you. Like, do you have like a anything like a guitar pick that was used that you caught still? Or uh, like I've got some condom wrappers. You hold on to the wrappers, huh? Well, it wasn't. I mean, you know, when a Wait. rock star gives it to you, say, so, hey. Why are rock stars giving you condom wrap? It's a great question. I failed to ask that at the time. But you I'm held on to them. And then a missing girlfriend for a couple, about a week or so. Put them all together. Damn you, Chad Kroger. Pumpkin everything or someone no, call Ozzy? I wish. Uh, someone call Ozzy. A California high school has announced they will not be doing their upcoming homecoming dance because bats are in the gymnasium, Big J. 
The Davis School District has announced that the high school there has canceled their homecoming coming up this Saturday. Uh, they are going to do something else in an uncom- undetermined date in the future, but they can't get rid of the bats in the gym in time for the homecoming, and nobody wants to do a homecoming dance with a bunch of bats, so they've decided to call off the event and do it someplace else at a later date. So those kids will not be going to homecoming. Big J, tell them what they're missing out on. Your homecoming experience was what? I don't know. I mean, that was more of a, a banquet. Did you go? So Yeah, of course. Who's your homecoming date? Um, which oh, time? Oh, no. Well, I mean, I mean was, name them all. Rattle them off. Let's go. I can't remember. Oh, no. I'm sure we had a good time. Obviously. Wrap it up with pumpkin everything. <laughs> pumpkin spice fever has reached new levels with the very first pumpkin spice latte ring, Big J. It's an engagement ring created by Angelic Diamonds, and it features a whipped cream-shaped center, white diamonds, orange sapphires, and a gold rose band. Uh, it costs you $11,300 for this engagement Ooh. ring, Big J. Uh, the ring box does come with a coffee cup wrap, a pumpkin latch, and even smells like pumpkin spice when open. But no, the ring itself does not smell or taste like pumpkin spice. So it only gives off that kind of aura or those vibes, if you will. But if you want that kind, I mean, I don't know if somebody in your life is that addicted to pumpkin spice, but maybe if they are, this would be the perfect engagement ring for them. And it only costs you $11,300. Why not get two, Big Sounds like a fantastic idea. Morning after, for both your homecoming dates. Morning after with Nick and Big J. <laughs> there's your headlines. You're up to date on all the stuff. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. It is that time of year coming up this Saturday at Kleiner Park is the walk to end Alzheimer's. And so it's an honor and privilege to welcome into the studio the executive director of the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho. Alex is in here. Good morning, Alex. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. I imagine things are chaotic at this particular time as you get ready for the walk on Saturday. Is that a good way to put it? Uh, yes. Very chaotic, but very exciting. Um, we're looking forward to a good day on Saturday. Back to full on, you know, walk style instead of, you know, the hybrid kind of thing that we had last year. So that's a good sign, too. Yes, it is such a relief. We are so excited to be in person. There's a ton of energy around it. Um, I'm excited to see how full we can get that park on Saturday. It's pretty awesome. I mean, it's been going on for a while, but it's a great place for people to kind of congregate together and learn a little bit about what the Alzheimer's Association is all about. But the idea is to let's get as many people out there as we can on Saturday, right? Yes, let's raise awareness for this cause and show the community that we care about it. Come together together and show our support for this cause. All year we fight for this disease and to raise funds and awareness for a cure. And it's really about being there and showing the community we care about this. We aren't going away and we're going to continue to fight for it. So if people want to join a team, start a team of their own, or just show up to support, what's the best place to do that, Alex? Best place is beforehand to register online. You can do that at ALZ dot org slash walk and if for any reason you forget don't have a chance to do that i still want you to show up at kleiner park 10 a.m on saturday and i will have amazing volunteers to walk you through that process yeah and if in particular like let's say maybe you just uh, recently had somebody in the family get diagnosed with dementia or uh, some sort of uh, alzheimer's or, or anything in that neighborhood this would be a great place for you to get information to get your foot in the door um uh, that's pretty much how my family kind of kind of started to get to know the alzheimer's 
Alzheimer's Association years and years ago. And so it's just great because there are a bunch of vendors there in a bunch of places. And, you know, we, they, you guys make it fun. And uh, also, you know, it is an emotional impact. But at the same time, we're there to, you know, just uh, com commiserate with one another and, and share our experiences, but also uh, to have hope that eventually we are going to find that 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 first survivor. It is. It is sometimes very scary as a new individual, um, whether a loved one or you're a caregiver for somebody that's recently diagnosed, you don't know where to start. And it's scary to pick up the phone and call us or walk into our office. Um, you don't, it's hard to come to the end that you, that you need to do that. And so this day is really a good time to no judgment. Nobody knows why you are there. Um, you can kind of peruse around and get resources. Talk to a lot of community partners that are there to fight this cause as well. If it's something we can't help you with, one of them can. And we want to provide you those resources. That is what we are here for. Um, so if you have any questions, you want to know more, this is a great day to be introduced to the association. And all in all, there everybody that is there, they care about this disease in one way or another and so it's very comfortable to not know what you feel you need to know because someone in your family is recently going through it it's a, a huge support group and that's what i love most about that day yeah it makes a, a fantastic point yes it's there to raise funds yes it's there to raise awareness but it's also there to build a community and make sure that you know that you have resources here that can help you or your family out if you're dealing with something like this uh alex uh when do the events start on saturday what time does it all go down so registration starts starts at 10 a.m. and at 11 a.m. we do an opening ceremony before we let everybody go on their very short and lovely one mile walk um, and we'll come back to a closing ceremony where we announce some big awards. I know some of our teams and fundraisers are very excited to see who is winning um, this year as top fundraiser and top teams and so 10 a.m. it starts, 11 a.m. we walk, and I hope that we see all of you there. And uh, Big J, you're going to be doing some emceeing there on Saturday, Yeah, right? myself and uh, Tim from uh, next door here at the river are both going to be emceeing. We've done that for, I think, this is the fifth year or so, but uh, we love being out there and, and uh, helping everybody. So thanks for letting us do that, Alex. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you. And uh, one more time, the website, if people want more information or to form a team, Alex. Website is alz.org slash walk. And again, if for any reason you have lost your phone and cannot get there, please just show up on Saturday at 10 a.m. We would love to have you. Kleiner Park is where it all goes down. It's the walk to end Alzheimer's happening this weekend here in the Treasure Valley. Thank you for coming in, Alex. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And we got tickets for you this weekend out at the Expo Idaho Grandstands. Candlebox, we're going to be talking to Kevin tomorrow, lead singer of Candlebox. Uh, you want to tune in for that. Plus, we've got uh, Aaron Jones coming and the Glory Sons. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I hit my head on the microphone. Oh, be careful. That There could be attack in there. Uh, we'll get you set up with those tickets <laughs> if you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. Uh, quick reminder, it is officially official. Uh, we are going to have Glorious Suns swing by on Saturday, 2 o'clock for a Coors Light Corwin Ford X session as well. So uh, this is our first one of those since February, Big J? Since yeah. Dead Sarah? Is it's that the last X session we've had? Knock on wood. Uh, yes. Yeah. Hopefully everything goes as We're planned, but... 
You're going to want to tune in and check out our Facebook page 2 o'clock on Saturday for some acoustic awesomeness from Glorious Sons, a band we've been trying to bring to town, uh, feels like, since Christ was a kid. And it's happening here oh, on Saturday, Jesus. so we're excited. 208-287-1003 to play Bad Impressions. To the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. What's up, man? All right, Josh, you're up first. Good luck. I'm from a small town in Massachusetts. Oh, and I'm a real Wiccan. A warlock, if you will. Uh, next. I started a charity called Under Your Scars to help people deal with mental health. Pretty good song for my band as well. Next. I'm the lead singer for Godsmack. Stop crying like a bitch, people. I'm not a Godsmack fan. Good luck for the next guy. Oh, no. You know what, Josh? We appreciate your well wishes. That's pretty nice. Yeah. It makes me wonder, however. Right. It is nice. So let's uh, see if we can get somebody that does know the Godsmack fan. Hello, the X. Hello? How's it going? Hey, man, did you hear the clues or do you need them again? I need them again. Oh. I'm from a small town in Massachusetts. Can't say that word. Oh, and I'm a real Wiccan, a warlock, if you will. I started a charity called Under Your Scars to help people deal with mental health. Pretty good song for my band as well. And last. There you go. There you go. There you go, buddy. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those candle box tickets as well. Big J, why in God's name is Sully Erna in the news? Uh, Sully Erna, well, you know, they just put out a new song. We started playing that yesterday called Surrender, which is a pretty dang good song. And, you know, uh, Sully started uh, doing some interview action and uh, talking uh, here about uh, the future and says, you know what? Uh, he, He doesn't like to get too crazy with talking about their music, but he thinks this is maybe the tippity of the top of their uh, albums and uh, he says this probably be it for the band on releasing another full length album this might be the last they might go like ep or single routes yeah he didn't even quite get into that but just the fact that that doesn't mean that they're going to stop touring or stop doing things but uh that he can foresee this being their last full length album that's for sure all right well listen man the music industry is changing it has changed you know since godsmack jumped on the scene so i suppose Going with that and changing with the industry is probably the best way to stay relevant. Agree or disagree? Yeah, agreed. And he, even the minute he goes, I hate it when bands say that this is their best album and et cetera. But he goes, he's got to do it this time because he really feels like they put a lot into this and a lot of him uh, emotionally in these songs. I like the song Surrender. Agree yeah, or disagree? Absolutely. Uh, you can hear it here on the X, so stick around. You'll hear it very, very soon, as a matter of fact. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> There's some chop suey that's going to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Big J for this Thursday. Hey, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We had a chance to visit with our friend Alex from the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho, reminding you the walk to end Alzheimer's is happening this Saturday at Kleiner Park. Please go out there and support Big J, his family. And Big J, of course, I know this means a whole lot to you. So you want a bunch of people out there, if they can, to raise some money and some awareness for the uh, whole topic, right? Yeah, absolutely. Plus, we had a chance to give away some tickets to Candlebox. That trend will continue. Continue tomorrow, as will our friend Kevin Martin, the lead singer of Candlebox, going to join us on the show tomorrow. That'll be cool to catch up with him. Of course, they're coming to town with Gloria Sons and Aaron Jones. And we will have a visit from a very awesome comedian that's going to be in town this weekend from Lounge at the End of the Universe. You're going to want to tune in for that tomorrow as well. That leaves you with the floor, Big Jay. Yeah, thoughts with everybody there in uh, Florida and the, the Gulf Coast out there. I mean, it's crazy uh, with the hurricane and uh, going to be more bad news coming, I think. What makes what, what now? What are you saying that for? 
Rochester's a lot still oh, happening. I, I mean, all the... I thought you meant like another thing is coming right behind it that no. I haven't seen. And I'm like, what are you predicting the future? But yes, you're right. The, once the actual, you know, national natural disaster happens, the cleanup process is oh, a whole pain as well. That There's a lot of work that needs to be done. But yes, thoughts to go out to them that are dealing with hurricanes. It's no fun. I promise you that. That's it for us. Jason Drew is coming in next. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.